BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite products that we have in this house. It's called Ember. And it was a gift from a friend last year. And then it broke. And my mom was devastated. (laughs) (laughs) We just got another one and I'll tell you why she was so obsessed. So Ember is a design-led temperature and control brand and technology platform whose mission is to revolutionize the way people drink, eat, and live. Ember is a smart mug and it allows you to set an exact drinking temperature so your coffee is never too hot or too cold. That's right. You set the temperature and it keeps your coffee or tea or whatever, not too hot and not too cold. So say goodbye to microwaving your coffee. Ember's award-winning smart mug allows users to set and maintain the preferred drinking temperature from 120 to 145 degrees for hot beverages, ensuring a perfect cup of coffee or tea, or whatever, from first sip to the last drop. I'll tell you why this has been revolutionary in our house. My mother has to have a coffee with milk every morning. It's her thing. She then leaves the coffee cup around the house and then forgets about it and then microwaves the coffee and then forgets to take it out of the microwave and we hear the microwave ding, 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 ding forever. And it has been the bane of us living together for three years until we got the ember. (laughs) I mean, it's just a fabulous upgraded at home coffee experience. The ember also maintains your chosen temperature for up to an hour and a half with the ember mug 10 ounce. They also have the ember mug 14 ounce. There's also the ember travel mug with the ember car charger which is incredible. There's a metallic collection for the mom who shines at doing it all. And it really just is for Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, a gift that is guaranteed to land you on the nice list. Shop on ember.com or several retail partners like Target, Best Buy, Williams-Sonoma, Bloomingdale's, Costco, Bed Bath & Beyond, for those last minute shoppers, Amazon Prime. It really just makes the perfect home entertaining item or gift for the coffee aficionado in your life. You can get lost in conversation, chatting up with loved ones and let Amber cater to you. Ensuring your hot beverage stays heated from first to last drop, like I said. Ember's blog, Degrees of Ember, has a Rolodex of delicious drink and 
hot tail, hot cocktail recipes that will put you in the holiday spirit. So grab your ember mug and treat yourself to some comforting festive favorites, including their take on the mulled apple cider, or maybe you want a white chocolate mocha. How about a gingerbread latte? Hot buttered rum? I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot more. It really just is an all-encompassing, perfect gift. I know Davide has stolen the ember mug to keep his espresso was warm. And I started, I don't know why we don't just get more. <laughs> and it'll probably be like my gift for Davide this year. But like we have this one ember mug and we all treat it like it is this <laughs> like like coveted gorgeous thing that lives in our house that nobody has access to. I mean, it's really crazy. What else is incredible is the Ember mug features this auto sleep function, which intelligently wakes up when hot liquid is poured and enters sleep mode when not in use. Give your mug personality, connect the Ember mobile app on your smartphone to remotely control all the features, such as setting the temperature for your favorite drinks, naming your mug, utilizing the tea timer for perfect steep time, customizing the LED color and much more, making it the most sophisticated heated mug on the market. Ember Mug integrates with Apple Health Kit to promote an awareness of your health and how much caffeine is consumed daily. Head to ember.com slash best for 10% off for first-time purchasers. Order early for holiday delivery. This is the best deal you will find on these products this season. Make sure you order early to ensure holiday delivery. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. I love Maddie. She is the host of the Bad Broadcast, and it's honestly a must listen. It's full of incredible relationship questions and advice. And what I really love the most is that she's just a charming, joyful girl, hilariously sharing her process of learning how to love herself and be a proper partner. We talk about our body a lot, from eating well to having sex and We deep dive into what it's like for her uh, to get married so young and how we feel about our husband's exes. We answer some relationship questions. There's a lot of giggling. It's just like a cute episode with two girls who are just kind of trying to figure it out. This is a very personal episode for both of us, and I hope that you all love it. Maddie, thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Just for context, uh, well, first of all, Maddie's from the Bad Broadcast. Yes. And Maddie and I have the same producer at Dear Media, and this is our first time for both of us ever meeting our producer. Yes. <laughs> and recording. Wait, and, and recording, recording in, the house. in yeah. the studio. The so. day of firsts. We're going to have our first kiss after this. <laughs> Nick is so lucky. We also said we were going to do this naked because neither one of us felt comfortable. Yeah, home. I bought new jeans for this because I wanted to impress Pia. And now I'm just mad that I did it. I put, this is great. I'm in a full outfit. So I look normal. My the, my denim, like the button of my jeans is going like inside of my body. Yeah. Well, do you have underwear on? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't have underwear on, or I would unbutton and unzip. Um, I I only wear underwear because Davide gets really like offended that I don't. But he doesn't wear underwear, so I don't know. He's I fucking, just gotta let her breathe. He's a double standard. Yeah, it's really rude. Actually, I would want. I feel like you should put him on your podcast. <laughs> Have him on. Because I'm coming over after he this. Nick's laughing because he's realizing how funny that would be. Because <laughs> just never meeting and just sitting down and having a because he's so well, because he's so like he was raised so like I don't want to the only word that comes up that comes to front of mind, which is not the appropriate word, is almost like chauvinistic. <laughs> yeah. Traditional. Traditional. Yeah. <laughs> That's conservative. Yeah. yeah. And I always, like, you said something once that was so funny, which was, like, why are we letting, like, white, ma- like, straight white men just, like, get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are why are they doing literally anything <laughs> ever? Like you want to know what happens when we put them in charge is Marvel movies. That's what's <laughs> happened. We put white men in charge, and now all uh, we have is Marvel I have friends who love those fucking movies. I mean, if I'm like feeling, if I'm I feeling like I a non-thinker, know. like if I just want some, like something on the screen, I'd watch it. But it's not, I'm not sitting down and like getting ready for the midnight premiere. I've realized that when I put, I tried to put on the Real Housewives, like they did like a reunion on a, or they did like, oh, yeah. like the boat episode. The vacation. The vacation. Yeah. But because I'm so not paying attention, I'm just on my phone the whole time. Yeah. But there were good, some good, I popped in for some good moments. Yeah. How, did you like the reunion? Or like, I guess it's not a reunion. It's more like they took girls from each city. Pretty, I thought on. it was a really good idea to take like the alphas from all the different. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you watched uh, Housewives of Salt Lake yet? I don't think I can. I love New Jersey so much. You've got to watch the second season of Housewives. Is it that good? It's what happens in Salt Lake? N- not much. <laughs> yeah. Like what are <laughs> So they- you know, that's where I live, right? Permanently? Yeah. I live in Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So what happens in Salt Lake Not, in terms no. of like them being like bitchy housewives? Okay. So, well, first of all, when Daddy Andy announced that we were getting a housewives, it was the weirdest moment of my life. It would be like Real Housewives of Pasadena. Like nothing happens in yeah, the like town I, was like, I live what? in. But the reason they chose it is because it's a highly religious area. You know, it's like the like yeah, 90, the whatever. Yeah. So most of the women are like former Mormons or... kind of like still Mormon. They like Lisa Barlow's on there and she like considers herself Mormon, but she owns a tequila brand and Mormons aren't allowed to drink. So people are like, what's going on? But they have a ton of money and it's just, it's so different from all the other franchises because it's Salt Lake. But basically this season, the whole storyline is that one of them got arrested on on screen. Oh, chic. Oh, yeah. is that the one that was doing like a crazy fraud? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So they, it, but it is, it's the mm-hmm. most entertained I've ever been. And not, okay. I'm not even saying that just because. Do you see from, them around? Uh, No. Well, actually one of them. So one of them I knew because <laughs> I knew her first husband. So I, so she married one of my brother's high school friends. And then years later cool. we see her and I'm like, she looks totally different. And I was like, what is going on? And she's a housewife. And I'm like, oh, she had cheated on her first husband with her new husband. Anyways, it's a whole thing. So I thought that you partially lived here. No. So when you come to visit, how long do you stay for? So we come to LA. We'll be here for a few days. And I have, so I have a brother in Santa Clarita and a brother in Irvine. Okay. So we kind of make our way over here sometimes. How long is the flight? So an hour 20. Oh, that's fucking so easy. Oh, it's so easy. And it's like always cheap. So whenever we need like a quick getaway and we've been here more because of the podcast and everything, um, but we'll stay for a few days, but we're kind of, we're, we're toying with the idea of, of moving here. Mm-mm. Why? What do you mean? Why? Have you driven around? 
do you want to come to Salt Lake? Fucking atrocious. Do you want to come to Salt Lake and see what we have to offer? (laughs) And then you'll say. I live in Pasadena where there's one restaurant. There is. Like we have capped out. I'm pretty sure I've eaten at every restaurant in Salt Lake. Every single one. Literally we wake up and we're like, let's go to brunch. And we're like, there is no brunch place. Okay. Actually, Heather McMahon. I don't want to hear it. Because I live. I live in Salt Lake City. Yeah, but people go. That's also like a destination. I'm sure there's like restaurants for no, the people who come Park in town City. to like ski. Park City is our destination. That's people the ski go to town. Salt Lake City too. No, mm, they fly into Salt Lake, but there's not much in Salt Lake. Nobody's hanging out. In Salt Lake. Nobody's really hanging out. No, we have like one cool bar, one comedy. I don't club. have a bar. You have a comedy club. <laughs> Should we switch? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Just bragging about all these luxuries you have in your town. I'm like we have a Chipotle nearby. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a bar. You don't have one. There's not one bar in Pasadena. There's one Pia. bar called the 35er, but it it's not, it's not like a cool old dive bar. It's like in old town, which is not cool. It's like a Chili's. And it's like, yeah, it's like has that kind of vibe. Like yeah. it's not like there's like always loud football playing mm. and like it smells like cigarettes, but it's not like, a, I don't want to smoke cigs there. Not you know like what a mean? fun way. It's not in like a, yeah, it's like more depressing. It's, it's not like a. It does. It doesn't have like the, any charm of a dive bar. Yeah. So that's that's kind of, like Salt Lake. I shouldn't say that I. It, it's horrible because I'm from there and I love it. And there's so many wonderful things and it will. I'll, I'll always love it. Even if we don't end up there, I'll always love Salt Lake. But it is like after you spend a couple of years there. Like we've lived in downtown Salt Lake for three years, and I'm like, okay, we have literally yeah as much as we can possibly yeah. do. I mean, it's a small city. But it's it's super fun and like I I mean yeah obviously I love a lot of things about it and Park City is nearby which is really cool. How that's, far is that? It's like forty five minutes. Oh, that's like me driving into LA. Yeah, and it's like up like a, it's a beautiful drive and that's where the film festival is. That's where the Sundance Film Festival yeah, is. Chic. So that's like I mean once a year like it's like the place of in course. America. <laughs> I know I've always wanted to. I'm like I've no no attachment to anything having to do with films, but I'm like maybe one year I'll get it. No, but and it's so like I always tell people who was it? I was talking to Jenna Kingsley. Do you know Jenna? She hosts what's her uh, social studies. Yeah. Are you her producer? Uh, yeah. Oh, you are. How many yeah. shows do you produce? Uh, seven. I made a list all of them for must- me. Really be a fucking nightmare for you that you have like seven things to do that should be very organized and I am all over the place and never turn anything in on time. Hey, well that makes me feel better because I'm always really stressed that I'm not getting it in on time, but I turn this, by the way, uh, I don't have an episode for this. This is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Way, Nick just found that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Cause I'm supposed to always be doing the, the Q and A's with Davi day. And then like last night he's like, okay, okay. Like we were Monday supposed to his day off, mm-hmm. but then he spent all day at his store doing things. He has a store and like he has. What to, does he do? What's his store? It's called. It's his. He has a clothing brand called Gaia. Oh. Like he has like a menswear little luxury Italian brand and has a really cute, beautiful store in Pastine. And he's, you know, it's like. It's a do full, you live by Erica Jane? I'm dying to know where that house is. I don't know we'll where it, it is. I've seen it. I can probably find the address pretty easily, but yeah. I haven't put that. There's like two neighborhoods that have mansions like that that yeah. I could imagine they it would be in. Yeah. Pasadena is random like that. It'll be like normal houses. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, 50 million. It's like, what? And yeah. by the way, they never sell for that much because nobody would ever pay that. Yeah. To live in Pasadena. <laughs> Meryl Streep lives in our town now, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. That's just, She's like a C-lister. So she's not very cool. <laughs> that old hag. <laughs> now she's like kind of out now. <laughs> no, I've heard that. Um, I've Actually, I was on a walk the other day. My girlfriend said that was her house. She lives in a cool like mid-century house. Amazing. I would love to, love to pop on over and have a drink with Meryl. <sighs> 
when I was a store girl, she came in with her daughter one day and like sat in the store. Amazing. I would love to like, love to oh, pop on over and have a drink with her. Like, I think I've heard of you. Like, before. what do you say to Meryl Streep? She's heard everything anyone could possibly ever say to her. Yeah, she's like one of those people that she doesn't actually seem like she exists. Like she seeing her in real life would really be nice. insane. Yeah. It's like when um, I met Taylor Swift at Disney World one time. What? I met Taylor Swift at Disney World. <laughs> Did you go up to her? Yeah. Was she nice? Yeah. She made her bodyguard go away so I could meet her. That's nice. Yeah, she was nice. It was like still, she was still in like her country music phase. Like mm. it was like when I was in She scares the shit out of me. Now or she, always? She's like, why are you still talking about that scarf? <laughs> How fucking yeah. spiteful. Well, but I saw this because have you listened to? No. Well, basically there's this line where she talks about how Jake Gyllenhaal never laughed at her jokes and basically said she wasn't funny. And then I saw this tweet that was like, if a man told me I wasn't funny, I too would make it everyone's <laughs> problem for 15 years. It's fucking like, let it go. Hey, but he told her that she wasn't funny. Yeah. That we would got, offend we me. We gotta get over things. Yeah, but maybe, maybe I'm like now the Taylor <laughs> Swift apologist. <laughs> I like need you to like her. No, I went through. I'm. I was. I have gone through phases with Taylor Swift, but I do like her. But I get it. I get it. it happened Talk like 12 to me years about. Ago. Sorry to interrupt you, but now it's no. like all hitting me. So you are obvious. When did your like body journey start? Your journey of realizing 90, that- 93 when I was born. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Okay. No, but I like my body, like with, Just my- with you being like, I really need to get my gut checked, like finding out because most people don't even get that far to do that. Yeah. So I, let's see. Well, I've always had a hard time with my body just because I am, I've always been like much bigger than all my friends. Like Me not, too. like yeah. I, I have been always. 5'11 since I was 13. I've had a size 11 foot since I was 13. Like I mm-hmm. have always been like, I remember buying like my sixth grade um, like Valentine's dance. It was like the first like boy girl dance. And it was like a size eight or size 10. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been bigger than my friends. She's crying at my, uh, <laughs> my story. <laughs> so I've just had a hard time. And I feel like I've just, I just messed with my body so much because of the, of the, of the diets, of the obsession with it, of the binging and then the not eating for two days and then binging more, you know, just all of that. And so probably in the last year I've been like, okay, something I, I noticed at first because I was getting heartburn every single uh, day like no matter out of what nowhere I, yeah out of nowhere I would wake up and have a glass of water and I would get heartburn mm. like everything I was and then I was like taking all this medication I was I was taking you know Tums and then I take Omeprazole for it like all of these different things and I'm like something's going on like and what I just was it? well I I just I didn't know I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. So I would try, we tried going vegan. We tried going just dairy free. That's why like, we were vegan. Yeah. So just all of these different things. And now I I feel really, I'm sad that it took me this long and that I'm in my late twenties now, like connecting with my body, but I just felt so disconnected from her. I would say her, like I was like disconnected yeah. from her for, for my whole life until probably the last year where I've had to like sit down and really reconnect. Like energetically and physically and Mm -hmm. you know with my diet like really figure out my body and it's a journey life changes when you realize that medicine is just um putting a band-aid on the symptom exactly symptom is your your body telling you that something is wrong exactly and I just I ignored I I don't know if I was ignoring it or I just wasn't listening but I feel like our bodies are every second of every day they're giving us like they're telling us something Mm -hmm. like what we need what we need more of and I used to be like, I'm eating intuitively. And then I'd be like, my body tells me to eat four donuts right now. You know, and like I, know. I wasn't actually listening. So it really is probably the last year that I've like buckled down and try to figure out what my body needs and what what's going on. Who did you go to in Salt Lake to figure that out? I did it with a with a company called Viome. 
Oh, yeah. Someone told me about Viome the other day. Yeah. Did they have good things to say? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's like, uh, I mean, and I do want to go see it's like an actual affordable, person. It's also affordable, isn't it? Yeah. And it's on sale right now. It's normally like $6.99 and it was like $2.99 when I did it. Oh, no. Then it was something else because this one was was way Cheaper. less than that. Was it like the Everly Well one? Maybe. But $2.99 is also still a great price to yeah. get that panel. And they, they did, yeah, a whole, I mean, I you just showed the stool you, sample and mm-hmm, the blood. Yeah. And the blood sample. So they give me a whole rundown on like my cellular health and then what's going on in my gut. And yeah, I mean, I know it's it's not going to be like tomorrow I'm going to figure it out, but I do feel like I'm on a They tell a you we deficient in anything? Everything. They told me like everything. Were you taking vitamins or anything already? Or I was not? like taking like a like random probiotic that I found, you know, like at mm. CVS that I got. Yeah, and I now I kind of know like what I'm looking for in a probiotic. And, you know, I'm taking like a resver- resver- resveratrol. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like for my heart. And then it gave me a couple things. And yeah, it's been it's been good, but it's hard. It's hard. If you aren't familiar with uh, bloody buddy cups, Let me introduce you to the best of the best for anybody with a period. By now, you guys have probably heard of menstrual cups or seen me talk about it on Instagram. But let me tell you why they're so amazing. They're so much cheaper. They're so much more convenient. They're so, so, so much more comfortable than pads or tampons. I'm not kidding. I go to bed and I wake up and I don't have to worry about, you know, that I leak through and my own comfortable. Like I just, my period is so much more chill. Maybe you've even tried one, but you couldn't get the hang of it. But I'm telling you, like, these Bloody Buddy Cups are extra comfortable for some reason. <laughs> it just has, like, the right amount of structure to help the cup open easily every time. It's a great option for beginners or experts, you know, anybody who just wants, like, a comfy, leak-free period. Bloody Buddy Cups are amazing because they hold as much as three to five tampons and they're made out of the highest grade medical silicone. So they're absolutely safe and you can leave them in for up to 12 hours. That's a full shift at work. That's a full night's sleep, whatever. And as if that wasn't enough, each cup lasts 10 years. You are covered for a decade. Isn't that crazy? Bloody Buddy Cup is a female-owned and operated business dedicated to giving all menstruators period freedom. They're also giving my listeners 10% off with code BEST. Follow them on Instagram at Bloody Buddy Cup for hilarious and educational content or visit their website, bloodybuddycup.com to learn more about what makes Bloody Buddy Cup so amazing and, of course, to purchase your very own pack. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast. Say yes to the guests. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find yes to the guests on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the guests. Yes. 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 How did you get into podcasting? I was bored one day. <laughs> oh, shit. It was uh it was the middle of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. it was like it was mid June. And my husband's an audio producer, so I was like we've always had like a in-home studio, mm-hmm. like our spare bedroom has always been his studio. And I'm like I had started the Bad Broadcast the Instagram account a few months prior just for like a kind of a creative dump. Yeah. Like I was just going to make like videos or if I had like bits to do or whatever. Um, I was just going to put them on there. And then I was like, I need to like figure out what I'm doing with this. And like, maybe a podcast would be more structured and I would be more motivated to like make content every week. 
And so I started it mid-June and I kept thinking like, okay, next week will be like my last week. Like I'm going to stop then. And then I do another week and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to give it like one more. Like I'll just do one more. Um, so I just, I just kept with it. And then yeah, joined Dear Media in May, May or June. When did so, it become so relationshipy? Like, I feel like you have a lot of episodes where you like really deep dive into dating. So I, I didn't plan on doing that. When I first started it, I was honestly doing it to like talk shit. Like yeah. that's why I started it. Cause mm -hmm. it was the middle of the pandemic and everyone was being like way too positive. Like I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> like everyone was like recommitting themselves to everything. And I was like, I was like, I'd like to be a yeah. worse person after <laughs> yeah. this, honestly. So I started it uh, for that reason. And then I started doing more user submitted store, user listener submitted yeah. stories. And a lot of them were dating. Like people really wanted to do the bad dates episode or the bad breakups episode mm -hmm. or the pickup lines. And so I just started collecting stories from people and the bad dates ones, like the bad dates, um, the bad in-laws and the bad roommates. Those are the ones that people have really liked. And those are usually the ones that I talk about. But yeah. I also feel like, yeah, so I've been married five years and I feel like in the last two we've really like put a lot of effort into making our marriage what we want it to be. Mm. Like instead of having it kind of happen to us, we just like, we're really mindful and aware. I fucking love hearing that. Cause everybody gets in a relationship and they're like, I'm not getting out of this, but I want, and I'm like, what are you doing yeah, yeah. to be proactive in your marriage? Exactly. No, that is exactly right. Like when I hear people talk about that, they like, don't like how their communication is going. I'm like, you know, what's fun is that like, you can actually change that. Like totally. you can change how you communicate. So I feel like Matt and I are a completely different couple we were than than when we met. Thank goodness, because yeah. we were we were immature. I mean, we were too young to get married, anyways. I, we were both twenty three. It was too young. But now, like, we decided. I just I told him this like probably two and a half years ago. I was like, we're gonna be the best at this. Mm. Like, we are gonna be the best married couple. Like, if, <laughs> if because what's the point of doing this unless we feel like our marriage is the best it can be? Yeah. Like, I don't want to look at other people's marriage and be like. Oh, like, I wish mine was like that. Like, totally. I'm going to make that we're here. We're committed. We're going to figure this out. And so it's taken a lot. I mean, a lot of therapy, a lot of like really hard conversations. It's yeah, it's work. And it's the, it's the best kind of work. It's the most fulfilling by far, but it's like not fun. It's not easy. It's not sexy. <laughs> you know what I've never been able to ask anyone? This might be too personal, but answer no. it however you want to. I know you and I are the same. No boundaries. <laughs> How has it been for you? having the relationship that you have with your body mm -hmm. and always feeling like not the best about, it. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like you and I have very parallel lives. With Absolutely. This. And like trying to then be like sexy with your husband. Like I always feel really, I feel bad for him sometimes that he has to like hear all of my stuff. Absolutely. And also I was raised really, we were both raised, Matt and I both really sex negative. I mean, really like. We both raised Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. So very conservative, very like I was a virgin when I got married. Like I had no prior experience. You lost your virginity to your husband. Yeah. On my wedding night. What was that like? Uh, scary? Yeah, it was scary. And also I was like, what is that? It's <laughs> like, what are you, what are, where's that going? Like, oh what are you doing my with that? God. Yeah. So we like, it's so funny that you bring this up and I'm so glad you did. How old because you got married? 23. 22? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was a virgin when we got married and we just kind of like floated along. Like that's the other thing about when we decided to like consciously be married and be a partnership mm -hmm. is that obviously our sex life is intertwined in all of that. So we've had to sit down and be like, okay, what do we feel? Because I had, I had so much shame around my body 
Yeah. But just my body in general, but then sex especially. Oh my God. That I was like, literally don't talk to me about it. Don't tell me, like, don't say anything about it. Don't acknowledge that we have sex. Like, I don't want anybody. Like, I was so closed off to all of it. And on top of that, I was like, don't look at me. Don't look at me yeah, when I close off. Like, don't, you know, so getting more comfortable with my body and just being in a more honest, open relationship That's has nice. changed everything for mm-hmm. us. But uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's really great. I mean, he, he is... He has never, this is something that I love about him. And I didn't notice that he did it until a couple years into marriage. He has never once made any, any type of comment that could even be perceived as negative about my body. Like he is nothing but just praiseworthy and Mm -hmm. kind and excited Mm -hmm. about everything. Like even, even if I'm like, oh, these pants are like, you know, I'm like showing him like, look, they're too small. He's like, nah, no, no, they look good. I've never noticed, you know, like he's just. He's so great in that way. Um, but it, yeah, we had to unravel a lot of shame for me. And even still sometimes like we'll, you know, have sex or whatever. And I'll be like, my brain is telling me to feel bad. Like my brain is it telling is me. impossible for girls like us to yes. have sex and not at some point yeah. be like, how do I look? Yeah. And then that also completely prevents you from having a fucking orgasm yeah. because it's like the same thing as like trying to get pregnant where it's like, don't think about it and it'll happen. Yeah. It's like, I'm fucking naked yeah. <laughs> on and top like, of a person that I love <laughs> and they're looking up at what my tits are doing yeah. and like my belly Yeah, and it's all moving. And when you're on top and you're like, can I can I put all my weight on you? I, like, is this am okay? Am I going to crush you? Yeah. Or are you going to die? Yeah. yeah. So. No. Nightmare. Yeah. And it's just, it's all learning. And I'm glad that Matt and I kind of came into our marriage with similar backgrounds about with sex and how we were taught about it because we I can say like hey I have this thought about sex and he's and he's like yeah I learned that too when I was 13 like how can we fix this together and it's not like I'm like hey I feel bad about having sex and he's like get over it because I like it you know like he he has his own shame with it too so it's definitely been something that we've done together but whoa yeah yeah our relationship was so sexual at first <laughs> that we had to be like, wait, we like each other. Like, like do you like my personality? <laughs> yeah. No, and I uh, I would never, ever, ever, uh, ever recommend somebody wait until marriage to have sex. Really? Ever. Like, I, uh, we both felt a lot of pressure that that was how we were supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would never, I, I hope my kids don't think that. I, ho- I mean, I yeah. would obviously not, I would teach them to have sex before they're married. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it because it's such an integral part of a marriage. Of course. It's everything. And yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say it's everything, but it's it's inextricably bound to everything that you do. And we just, yeah, we didn't know. Thank God that you guys didn't like have such a beautiful, loving connection well, and, and able it, to go I, through this together. Totally, totally. But yeah, it uh yeah, I would never recommend it to people when people are like, oh, did you really want to do that? I'm like, no, but I thought I had to because, mm, you know, we were getting, yeah, we were getting married in, you know, the Mormon temple, like you have to, you know, you can't have sex or if you do, you have to go through this, pro- this repentance process. And we were both like, what? But we just, we, yeah. We, There's a repentance process? Yeah. The Mormon church would burn me alive. <laughs> Davide and I were you would just such You would just walk in, walk in and burn. Woof. Yeah, neither of us. The Catholic Church fucked up enough that <laughs> we're welcome there. They love it. They're yeah. like, you're one of us. Yeah, <laughs> neither of us. I mean, we we don't we don't do anything with it anymore. But uh, yeah, growing up, our parents really wanted us to get married in the Mormon temple and everything. So we we did it that way. And we just we were kids. Like we didn't know how to stick up for ourselves and say like, hey, we don't we don't want to do that or we feel better about this. And yeah. I mean, it is wow. what it is. And I think that we've made the best of it. But it was a hard it was a hard start for sure. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. 
Sakara gives you the ability to not just eat healthy, but to truly enjoy it with chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly so you will never get bored, and it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder. Made with organic raw cacao, it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash best or enter code BEST at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash best to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash best. What is it like even looking at movies or like sex in the city or something where something is like, where like sex is so normal. I feel like sex is so normalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's on TV. It's like how people, were you oh. always like, like, what was your, th- I can't imagine being like a young girl and and then being a young girl who's also like has body dysmorphia. Totally. And then watching people be sexual on TV and just thinking that's so far away from mm-hmm. anything I can relate to. Well, when I was young, I thought, I mean, I just judged people like hardcore. Oh, like if mm. any of my friends were having sex or anything, I was really like, it's one of my greatest life regrets is how judgmental I was, you know? Anybody, you know? You don't know um, yeah. And luckily I've, I have learned that much but um I would judge people and then but now in these these years of my life I'm so jealous I'm so jealous of women who who are so open with their sexuality and like when I do follow um Serena Kerrigan Mm -mm. on Instagram she's just she you know has this this card game that's all about you know having sex and she has about dating and she's so open about it and I'm like I love nothing more than seeing women yeah. Like just be sexy and owning it and posting their bodies. And mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm so, I'm so jealous of women and not in a bad way. I just hope to be there one day. Cause like, like I don't wear bikinis. Like I am very, I'm yeah, very buttoned up with that because of, because of my history with it. And I love when I see women that are, that are looser than me, you know, like I, when, yeah, I feel really proud of women. So you and I are the same, like we're, I have a friend who's having a 40th birthday party in Cabo in mm-hmm. February. And I, you know, I'm like 60 pounds over mm-hmm. weight and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And my weight has always fluctuated that much, but now being like way more at the top, I'm like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm not going on that trip. Cause I can't, like, how am I going to wear a bathing suit? No, but you have to go. No, but like you understand. Like, oh, oh, I, you know oh, absolutely. And like, I can't just like. Oh my gosh! Especially yes. since there's other moms there who have kids that are newer than mine or around the same age, and their bodies are totally back to what they were. Like, oh, I can't even tell you how many times like I'm not I've, gonna put a baby. Yeah, down. we've been invited to like go boating, you know, with somebody. And yeah, I'm so like, that was my point. Is like, yeah, you, your life kind of like gets rearranged. It revolves because, around it, and yeah. and I hate that, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to rewire that, and it's just like. I feel like it's just practice. Like it's just like saying yes to doing those things and then putting up because nobody's thinking about it. Nobody's thinking about Nobody your body. Thinking nobody's about thinking about your body even half as much as you Never. are. No. And like no, people love you. They don't care. Yeah. And everybody who sees you, like you look amazing. Everybody, like 
nobody thinks less of you. And I've talked about this before. Yeah, I would never look at you and think that you're somebody who wouldn't wear a bathing suit. Right, and I think the same about you. And, like, if you think about the women in your life that you love, do you even consider their bodies? Never. Never. Not one time. Like, you know, like my most... I always say that to myself, too. Like, my most precious friendships, I've... I've literally never once thought about what their body looks Mm-mm. like. I'm just happy that they're there and that we're friends and that totally. we're spending time together. And I know they feel that way about me, mm-hmm. but it, I convince myself that like, if I show up and I've gained weight, then nobody's going to want to hang out with me. So fucked. It's so horrible. Yeah. Cause that's, it could not be further from the truth, but it's just, yeah, it's cares. the story we tell ourselves about ourselves, you know? Oh yeah. It's rude. Well, it's just like, it's like we're oppressing ourselves. Yeah. If I, if somebody, if I had a friend who talked to me, I heard this somewhere. If I had a friend who talked to me the way I talked to me, I would never spend a minute with them. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, I, know. I would never want to hang out with them. My mm-hmm. husband gets really offended. Like if we're in pub, because I'm sure like jokes about yourself have become your shtick. Right, right, right. right. That's when you're like, when yeah. I was in eighth grade, like making fun of my body was like my shtick. Yeah. And all my friends thought it was so funny. And I was like, this is a coping mechanism. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm covering up how I feel. No big deal. And I still do it. Or I'll say, like, I'm having, like, you know, this is a little frustrating for me. And it's more frustrating for me, too, that I just don't feel good right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, when you know when you're in a bad place and you wake up and you're tired? Mm-hmm. It's like, I fucking went to bed at 1030 last yeah. night and slept great. Yeah. And, like, there's no reason why I should be waking up exhausted. Yeah. I should not be drinking sparkling water. I'm so burpy. <laughs> <laughs> Something. So I saw this post. I think it's on your feed. Okay, it's Davi Day, right? Davi Day. Yeah. Davi Day. Okay, I think I've been saying David. I, everyone says it different. I just. Okay. Yeah. But I just saw that he he had told you to like change your outfit or something. He was like, put on those pants and your butter colored sweater. Yeah, because he was to- like, you look really uncomfortable. I put yeah. on pants that were two sizes too small. Yeah. We were going to walk around New York all day. And I was like, how do I look? And he's like, cool, but like, are you comfortable? Yeah. And I was like, I can't really breathe. But like, if I'm sitting down, I can unbutton my pants. And he was like... That's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's like, that reminded me so much of Matt. Cause yeah. he, I'm, we actually, it was, we went to Italy. We were in Milan and I was, I had bought, I had brought like my coolest clothes that like definitely didn't fit. Like, <laughs> I'm, like my, like they were not going on. So we're walking around. I'm like in these pants and they're, they're too tight on my thighs and they're falling, whatever. And he's like, we, you, we'll you got to throw these away. We're throwing these away. We're going to get you some sweats. You're not doing this anymore. <clears throat> You're not going to enjoy yourself. You're not going to feel good. And, so when I saw that post, I was like, that's a, that's a Matt move to make yeah. me change. Cause he just wants me to have a good time and wants me to feel comfortable. And he, he, I mean, and I'm sure Davi Day is the same way. He thinks you look amazing no matter what amazing. you put on. And he gets really offended. Like when I do that thing where I make fun of myself in public, because he, he'll get mad at me. Cause he'll say like, yeah. I'm your husband. And like, I'm the one that's supposed to be making you feel good. And like you're who, you know, your body really doesn't matter yeah. to like anybody but you and I, right? So like if we're walking around telling people that you don't feel good about yourself, like he, he takes it, he thinks, this is his fucking weird paranoid thinking, he thinks that people are thinking, oh, Dobby Day's not making Pia feel good about herself. Oh, interesting. Isn't that a crazy thing you'd never consider? I'm yeah. like, wow, I would never think that that would be. He's like, yeah, like people must think that that I'm like not having sex with you or that I'm not telling you you're beautiful enough. Or So he's like overly all day long. That like, is. You look so beautiful. Like every time we have sex, a poor guy, I think he's actively while we're having sex going like, you look so beautiful right now. You look so beautiful right now. Like he's yeah. doing that to have me just like lean into my own body because he can see that I'm just like. Ugh. That is so interesting. That is like a huge shift in how I see that because yeah. I'm sure because Matt's the same way like he's always like why why are you do why do you think that I think you're gorgeous I think and I didn't even realize that he probably it's probably feeling like he, it's reflecting on how he's making totally. me feel I know 
That's and really that, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And that's yeah. also like a good part of being in a relationship where like people don't, you like so never, so many people only tell their partner like a tiny percentage of what's actually going on in their mind. Right. So like when we do our relationship question stuff, I always get so shocked because it'll be like, well, he hasn't called me back. And I said this three days ago, but I, and I'm and we're always like, I don't even think he's thinking about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, you're like so in your own thing. I met a guy the other night at dinner. He has a three year old. I never met him before. He was really nice, and he said, "I have a three year old. My ex wife and I got together like pretty young, and I got pregnant really quickly. And like, I don't know. Like, I'm really happy that we're broken up. She's not, but like, I'm not right for her, and she'll realize it soon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Is she take? I looked at him and I go, Is she taking this as kind of like you guys not being together as like a failure on her end? And he was like, Yes, it has nothing. She doesn't. Li- I know she doesn't like me, but she just doesn't want to be alone. Right. She's looking at this whole thing as a failure, and I feel great. And I just and I was like, Yeah, we just need to get her over that hump so mm-hmm. she can like close the door with you and it'll open up to somebody else and she can realize what a real relationship is. And he goes, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, because most people, I think, take relationship failures as just like a failure and they're just totally. like, I need him to want me. I have to fix this. I mean, do you notice that so much totally. in your and it's hard, And it's hard to not take it personally. If you go on a date and it doesn't work out and like, even if you're not feeling the vibes and he texts you and he's like, hey, you know, I'm not really feeling it, but you're so great. It's like, you're still offended. You still feel like you failed, even if it's not even something that you want. Like um, the- I have the best story about this. Okay, tell me. My girlfriend just got divorced. She's going on tons of dates. She goes on a date. The date doesn't go well. Totally no big deal. She's like, I'm going to go home. And he's like, let me drop you off. And he said, and she said, no, absolutely not. I live far away. LA, you know, it's like 20 right, minutes. Right, right, right. He's like, I live far away. It's like a long distance relationship. Yeah, that's the, exactly. <laughs> and he said, no, no, please, please, please. I'm going to drive you home. So he drive and she said, I had such a good time with you. There's clearly not a spark here. You don't need to drive me home. We're obviously not going to have sex tonight. Yeah. I don't literally I have no problem taking like she was very she's like, I think you're great. Like, actually, I might have somebody else I think I could set you up with like, but I'm down. So he drives her home. He drops her off. They don't talk because they shouldn't. There's mm-hmm. nothing to talk about. Right. Like five days passes and he sends her a text saying, I don't think this is going to work out. It was a great date, but I, but where you live is like, is like basically us being in a long distance relationship. Cause she like lives in Santa Monica and he lives in like fucking Silver Lake. He like, it was like way more than that too. It was like this big, she read it to us at dinner. We're all screaming. I'm like, this guy, this guy just tried to break up with you. Yeah. And it feels because like he's he like, couldn't take it. Yeah. It's like his ego wouldn't let him ego. be the one. You know what she responded? What? Which was so fucking good. Yikes. That's always my response to trolls on, on in my DMs. Just yikes. Yikes. I thought you were gonna say she she messaged him and said, Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> yeah, I already told you all How of good this. is yikes. Yeah. You just put like oof. Yeah, it's like, but it's like being fired from a job that you don't even want. Yeah. It's like you're still fired. Like that still sucks. Like being rejected or being, but yeah, it's it's I have noticed in my submissions with dates that when dates go badly, a lot of women take blame so themselves. Personally. Yeah, take it so personally. Like not every person you date and not every person you go on a date with is going to be magical. Obviously, no, that's the whole be. point. That's the point. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to be rejected. Anna Luisa prides itself in creating trendy and high quality jewelry that not just looks great, but is sustainable with fair prices starting at just $39. New jewelry is also available every 
Friday. And all jewelry is chemically and physically tested on site and inspected to guarantee the metals are always safe, nickel-free, and hypoallergenic. It is even combination stress tested to make sure that your favorite pieces are life-proof so you can wear them with confidence. I am really loving their mini huggy hoops. They have like tons of cute little hoops. And there's another pair that I die for that are called Celeste. And they're like little huggies with a moon and a star. They're just great. And they're easy. And they don't make my ears itch. And I love that they are a carbon neutral company, meaning they produce a net zero of carbon dioxide emissions. Don't forget, everything is on sale also for 20% off with my link. Anna Luisa is currently having a sale, like I said, where you can get up to 20% off with my link, which is great if you're looking for quality gifts during the holidays. Super great, right? These pieces start at just $39. And you can check out the sale at shopannaluisa.com slash everything for 60% off your second item. Anna Luisa is currently running their biggest sale of the year. So do not miss out. Go to shop.annaluisa.com slash everything. Okay. We're going to, we have some submissions. Okay. I met a guy, a great guy on vacation and then it's coming to an end. How do I tell him I want to continue this? Well, where did they, I need, we need way more content. Do they, do they live far away from each other? I'm gathering that. Mm, I feel like maybe don't continue it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I was going to say the exact opposite of, you found your person. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever people are like, how should I tell this guy that I like him? I'm like, don't. Um, but that's just because I like, I mean, you definitely should, but I like want her to keep all the power. But I feel like that guy who like breaks, like that guy who texted your friend, who's like, Hey, it's not going to work out. It's like, it's like, he's trying to like reclaim that he's in charge. Totally. You know, it's like, take the rejection, dude. It didn't go well. Am I wrong for feeling cheated on when my boyfriend goes to strip clubs at bachelor parties? How would you feel? let him go to a fucking bachelor party. You're going to nag at him. That's how, that's kind of how I feel about like porn. Don't nag at people for doing things. Then you're the naggy girl. And like, you love him and you're secure in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Why add something negative? He's just going to fight with you and it'll just make up tension. Or you can be the cool girl who, when he comes home, be like, what did you like about that? And have some fun sex with him. Right. And I feel like when you are nagging at somebody, it's because you don't feel like you probably don't feel hurt. Like if this is a, if this is like a boyfriend, like a serious relationship, it's probably because when you're talking to him, you don't feel like he's hearing you. Like when I'm like nagging Matt, I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not hearing me. And it's probably just a different type of conversation that needs to happen. Totally. Because I'm like, why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, oh, it's actually like three steps back. That's what we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can we just have a quick conversation? Like, I feel like if he's going to a strip club, if it's like, hey, like, can we just talk about this? And like, let's plan something fun afterwards or whatever. Yeah. Do you feel like that makes you feel. Yeah. I mean, you like, feel cheated on? Cheated on is strong. That's like, I, strong. I feel like if it's like, I, this is what I would do if I was in this position. If Matt was going to like frequent bachelor par- bachelor parties and going to strip clubs, I'd be like, let's start a tradition that like we go to brunch like the next morning. Yeah. Like that we always have like something planned mm-hmm. fun together. Totally. You know, like, so then you feel like he's spending time with you. But cheated on is I also don't, feel strong. that then to me thinks that, sh- that there could be like a negative approach to her 
conversation and communication with him Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're like coming from like this like defensive insecure place and so I would that's where I'm saying almost reclaim it like I would want to go up to him and say like Ugh, like it's so hard for me because like I love you so much and yeah. thinking about you being like another naked girl yeah. is like so far beyond my comprehension right of like anything that makes me feel comfortable so like if you wouldn't mind just like text me when you get home like yeah like, like, like well you just like check in with me just, like, when you get back to the hotel or something, like really fun when you get back definitely definitely and then it's just like ah oh. Yeah, it's just like an easy, an easy thing. Because I love being like the cool girl. Yeah. But I don't want to be the cool girl to the point of where like I'm suppressing how I feel. Yeah, You know, like I want to be in a partnership where like I I will be cool as long as the communication is here and I'm not being left out. And, you know, I'm just going to keep my cool when you ignore me and you don't text me when you do anything and Mm -hmm. you bail on dates and I'm not going to be cool. No, that's not cool. Yeah. You and I are a good, uh, as I always approach it from like a way too cool. Mm -hmm. Like I like, he went, we were talking to some friends the other night and he's like, our friends were like, yeah, you know, so-and-so and and I went to the strip club the other night and I was like, why don't you invite Toffee Day? Yeah. You never invite Toffee Day to the strip club. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like with Matt, like I would totally push him out. Like I would do the same thing because I like want him to feel, especially because we're in this, you know, reclaiming our, our identity and deconstructing all this shame. Like I tell Matt, like I want him to like explore every avenue that he wants to. Like he, like I want us both to be fully formed human beings that choose to be in a partnership. Totally. I don't want to like make up each other's deficiencies. Yeah, absolutely. So like if that means he needs to go out and explore whatever, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Like if his friends invited him to do something, I'd be like, yeah, do go it. Ahead. Yeah. He, I know that he used to go to strip clubs all the time before we got together. And I think he like dated a couple of So, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I, I don't want him to have to, like there are times where we'll like go on a date or we'll like have like, you know, we'll have sex in a certain way and he'll be like, whoa, that feels like when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And I keep, and and he'll be like, I feel so much like, oh, like that was great. Like, yeah. don't you feel like, like how it was when we yeah, like, yeah, first yeah. met? And I'm like, yes. And like, those are the things that I don't want it. There's so many changes that happen when you get married. Mm-hmm. By the way, wait till you have kids. Yeah. Because it's, I was talking about it with somebody when we were in New York. Like, you don't talk about what kind of, because you also don't know, but you don't talk about, I talked about this in my last podcast, what mm-hmm. kind of parent you're going to right, be. Right, right, right. And the most, the more you can talk about that, like how you would handle certain situations to make sure you're aligned because you see like a whole different, like, you know, he'll come home and the baby will be crying. And I'll be like, she's crying. And I'm like, yeah, dog, she fucking cries. She's a baby. She cries all day. Six months old. Like, why are you, and he just like freaks out because it's like outside of his like realm because mm-hmm. he goes to work all day long. And so I'll say we can do two things. If she's doing that and you don't want to deal with it, give her back to me. I don't care. Like that doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Do you want to learn how to fix it? Does that make you feel closer to yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's something you can try to do too. And like depending upon how he feels, he'll be like, can you just take her? I'm like, of course, because yeah. I can handle it really easy. Right. Or he'll be like, no, no, show me what to do. I'm like, okay, well, I think she like wants to fucking look out the window. Yeah. So like, because <laughs> she's probably bored of sitting yeah. in that fucking bouncy thing. Right. I've been on my computer for fucking eight hours in front of her. <laughs> she's literally like someone fucking picked me how up. How do you do, like, what's your... Like with exes, like with his ex-girlfriends. Like, do you think about him? That's a big topic. Do you follow him on Instagram? Do you stalk him? Do you? 
His ex-girlfriend was a huge point of contention for me when we started dating because he wasn't over her. Oh, yeah, that would be a problem. And I don't, but I don't think he wasn't, he wasn't over her in terms of um, I want to be with her at mm-hmm. all. He was like, why didn't she, I, w- I loved her and she was like, wasn't giving me anything back. Right. Like it was almost like she was, ch- like he was like chasing her a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that was probably part of the appeal is like. Totally. They'd been dating for a year, but like didn't live together. Like well, and she wouldn't hold his hand in public at certain things. She totally. She was never like affectionate with him in front of other well, people. Well, and that's just the, the, the constant. I mean, that's like the ego thing. Yeah, the ego thing. Like, even if it's not your dream person, when they are making you chase them, you yep. automatically, whoever has less interest always has more power. 100%. So when you're, so even, yeah. And then he would do it to me. He would like do it to me when we were dating in turn. I'd be like, see what you're fucking doing. Yeah. Dude. How long did you guys date? Like off and on for a couple years. Mm-hmm. We had like moments of like breaking up and moments of like we're dating, but we're like long distance and we're doing our own right. thing. We're like, and don't ask, don't for how tell. Long? Oh God, three. It'll, I think it'll be th- it'll be like three years. In fuck, what month did he get married? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had two married. We had like a quick wedding when he first gave up his job and moved to LA, mm-hmm. so we could get his green card. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that for his, but I didn't know if that was like a no, appropriate joke. Yeah, <laughs> so I was gonna say like for his green card, <laughs> literally. And that was like that was a week after my dad died, and that was. Yeah, like March, like three years ago, maybe almost four years ago. I, but so I, I don't know what time is anymore because of COVID. We yeah. got married in 2017. So I, like I noticed like driving around LA, there's like certain traffic laws at like certain times and like whatever, you know, like no left yeah, turn. Yeah, don't make I'm like, left turns. I'm like, what? I don't know what time it is. I have, yeah. to, I have to schedule what traffic laws are allowed when. There's so much fucking traffic. I don't know what time Someone's going to make a left on fucking La Cienega on Melrose between nine and six. You're holding up fucking 45 people for. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't have it's any much concept of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been saying we've been married for five years for like two years. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, for five years. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It'll be in February. We'll have been together for six years. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. This is the hot new ticket item in our house right now. It's called Ember, and it is the world's first temperature control mug that keeps your coffee or tea hot until the very last sip. You heard me correct. It is a mug with a long-lasting battery. And it connects to an app and you put the temperature that you would like your coffee or tea to be into the app and it keeps it at that temperature. It's unbelievable. Ensuring a perfect, delicious sip each time. And the battery is super long lasting. So you can sip your coffee in any room of the house or obviously leave the house with it. And you will have warm coffee or tea wherever you go. The Ember app will notify you when your preferred drinking temperature is reached, so no more burning your mouth or running to the microwave when it gets cold. Ember is unlike any other product on the market that just keeps your beverage hot. Ember offers precision temperature control. It's available in a 10-ounce and 14-ounce and a travel mug. And it is the must-have gift this holiday season for every coffee and tea drinker on your list. I'm telling you, this is literally like the gift that keeps on giving. Head to ember.com slash best for 10% off your first time purchase. This is the best deal you will find on these products this season. So make sure to order early for your proper holiday delivery. That is ember.com slash best. Um, and then he doesn't want to know anything about my ex-boyfriends, that any of them exist. Mm-hmm. I have a good relationship with, there's been, including him, There, I've dated four people. Mm-hmm. The first person that I was with when I was 18, 
he's sweet. He's harmless. Like he's, I think he like lives in LA now. I think he's doing like really well. I hear really good things about him. I'm like mm -hmm. super happy. He sent me like a really nice text message a few months ago of like a wallet I bought him when we were dating when I was 18. And he was like, it's time for a new one. And I was like, this is so sweet. And yeah. thank you so much for texting this to me. Uh, but you can't ever text me again. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, cool, <laughs> but I'm uh, delete this. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I thank you. And I'm connecting with you on this. That's really sweet. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, that's like totally not what Davide is comfortable with. Yeah. I know your intention is zero bad. So I'm going to let this one go under the rug. Totally. It's not worth getting him tiffy. Like, I didn't even have his number saved. Yeah. Like, I didn't know who it was. Like, yeah. the wallet, I didn't even recognize that I bought that for him. So yeah. I was like, this isn't worth, like, having a fucking argument over because it didn't, it was like nothing. It didn't mean, it's not like he was like, can I take you to dinner? Yeah. It was like a funny memory. Then the one after that, like, I ran into his wife. He's married now. I ran into his wife last time I was in New York. Or not not last time, you know, like a year ago with... Dobby Day and we, I like hugged her and I was like, ha like they're all like that yeah. is like perfect, fine. We don't need to talk. Obviously, everyone's moved on. Like mm -hmm. no bad feelings. Like so thankful for that relationship. Like that's totally great. And then the last one is bad and he like cornered. I haven't seen him and he cornered Dobby Day and I three nights ago. What? I know. Three nights ago? Where? Where'd I you see it? I can't talk about okay, it. Out of respect, I want to. Okay, it's fine. You can tell me. Will you tell me after? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And it was bad and it was sad for everybody. Yeah. Because it, it was like, it was just bad and sad. I yeah. it didn't, like we were, it, like it didn't cause a fight between Davide and I or anything. Davide was like, whoa. It was just weird. Like that was, yeah, it was just weird. It was like, why are you asking me questions? Like, like I've been with my husband now for six years mm -hmm. and I was single for about, like we met six years ago mm -hmm. and I was single for about, I'm, I keep trying to do that. I was single for about a year. So... Like, at least, like, we broke up, like, seven years ago. Yeah. Like, pushing a decade. Yeah. Like, that's a long time. So, to have anything... Uh, and I have a few things that are unresolved that, like, when his name comes up, I'm like, ugh. Because, like... Yeah. But it was, like, a tough time in each other's lives. And I chalk it to that, and I keep it moving. And, like, well, I have a six-month-old. Yeah, so, I, I feel like to it, approach a, six, a mother of a six-month-old about anything having... It's like, what? Whoa. Well, and I i mean, I'm just glad that you said that, that like there is there's like unresolved things because I feel like people think like, oh, once you're married, every feeling you've ever had for anyone no. is automatically disappears. And like a kid, a kid. <laughs> I mean, we were kids when it happened, but somebody who I like my very first like it like I think it was probably my first love. I mean, it's different now that I'm really in love. But yeah. like the first person that I thought I loved. Uh, like he lost his dad when we were, when we were spending a lot of time together and like I ran it's it. so bonding. Yeah. And I like, and I saw him a few months ago and I'm like, we, and he's like tearing up when we meet because like, Aww. I, you know, like I was there An like integral part. Yeah. And I'm like this. And I, I told Matt right after, and we talked about it and Matt like has no weird feelings about it. He's not like, Oh, I wish you didn't talk to him. I'm like, I was there. Like when he lost mm -hmm. his dad, like I, like his wife wasn't there. And so we have this bond and like, I know he loves his wife and I love Matt and whatever, but we're, we still have those like really strong emotions tied to that experience together. Yeah. And it didn't go away with my marriage and I still honor my marriage and we're monogamous and I have never thought about straying from Matt. It doesn't mean that it's, it's a bad thing that I have thought about. I agree. Feelings. And that's the perspective I come yeah. from my husband or how he grew up culturally. Cause I can fight oh, him till the death. So yeah. I can, I'm not going to fight somebody on what their truth is. Culturally, like, he's like, you break up, but you break up. Why do I need to talk to somebody who slept with my wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fair. Yeah. 
Why yeah. do we? Yeah. The and only he had to the other night and really uh, didn't fucking one of, watch One it. of Matt's, probably his most serious ex-girlfriend is actually married to a woman now. And mm. I like really, really want to hang out with her. Like she's like one of the coolest <laughs> people I've ever met. I'm like, we can go on a dog. She's married to a woman. Yeah. Well, let's all hang out. Yeah. I'm like, I want to hang out with her. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, so that with, with Matt's exes, I haven't felt a lot of tension because- that's because so they're safe. yeah, because yeah. it's so safe, <laughs> and he's just like so mellow. He only really casually dated people. My like serious exes, I would probably, I would never want to interact, even on like a me- like this one with his dad. That's probably the only one. My other exes, I don't ever want to hear from. I don't want them to bring up memories. I just yeah. they kind of give me the ick. Like I, I just don't. I don't want to talk to them. You know what's crazy? My dad's girlfriend from high school. He had like a girlfriend all from all through high school. Her dad passed away. I don't want to give away too many details, but violently, like okay. in front, like, like oh. she, like, they like came home from a date and he no. like wasn't alive anymore. No. And my dad was obviously like with her through all of that. Yeah. And my mom would always see her at high school reunions and she would have like, this is like 50 year reunions. And she would just have this like, like, and my dad was like a big, like burly, like cozy man. And mm-hmm. she would like nuzzle into him. And my mom would be like, what the fuck? Why is she doing that? <laughs> and my mom would always be like, she was like with him when her, like when yeah. her dad died and like she feels a connection to Chuck and it this it's been 50 years she has fucking grandchildren like yeah. it's not a problem but yeah. like she does really feel entitled to like you know always like hugging him and having like long conversations with him yeah. and I was like of course she does she like considers part, like her dad's death like the like sa- any part of him. like safety part of totally. it totally like I uh I I feel a similar way to a couple people that Matt dated maybe like one or two that I'm like thank you for like taking care of Matt yes. like when, like he, when he was going through things and when he was in high school and he was like a like a weird yeah. like bullied kid you know like <laughs> and he had this girlfriend I'm like thank like thank you for taking care of him like that now he's mine and like he he is mine because of every step he took with mm-hmm. her and so I've had a newfound kind I love of that. Ap- appreciation for Matt's exes especially now cuz one of them is married to a woman and I'm jealous um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I I and I try to think of that in terms of my exes even though they gross me out and I kind of hate them I'm like yeah. they did make me this person and now I'm this kind of person in a relationship I think relationship. that's a healthier way to approach it's definitely healthier at it. but it took but a some long people time. give you a nick and sometimes I just like to like uh I just like to shit talk my exes sometimes it just it makes me feel good I like it <laughs> I I love it, yeah. but I am not supposed to be saying that because it's not nice. Um, okay, let's do one more mm-hmm. because I think this is also kind of like... Lay it on me. Establishing boundaries with significant others' mother. This is a topic that is talked about so often on my podcast because we do so many in-law episodes. And there is something going on with moms <laughs> and sons. Have you noticed this? It is like well, since the dawn of time. Ta- oh, co- my husband's from Italy. My husband's fucking mom was on her deathbed, and the middle brother, who still lived at home in his forties, she was literally dying of cancer, and she was kept saying every day in the hospital, "Who's doing Ricardo's laundry?" But who's making Ricardo's bed? So here's here's kind of what I've landed on with this: is that that's his responsibility. Uh-huh. Like, because like, yep. it's like, he should be the one to say like, this girl should not have to go to her mother-in-law or future, nope. whatever, and say, Hey, I don't like when you call us this much, because first of all, that's going to piss off the mom. Mm-hmm. She's not going to like it. If her son's girlfriend is trying to boss her around, the only person she's going to listen to is the son. Yep. So if you're in a relationship with somebody who's like way too 
who just has no boundaries. Their mom should like, I have, oh my gosh, I have stories that are submitted with like, um, this was by far one of the worst ones that oh, I yeah, ever got tell me, tell me, tell me. is uh, a girl and her husband got married and they went to uh, like a hotel. This is obvious. I don't need to explain how wedding nights work. They went to a hotel. His mom. No, she didn't. Showed up. No, she didn't. Wouldn't leave. No, she didn't. S- showed up at their door. Not like just at the hotel. Showed up at their hotel room. Sat in their hotel room with them all night because she didn't want to stop hanging out. So she's there with them. <laughs> Nick's laughing. Nick's dying. Nick, <laughs> did, were, was I on Dear Media when this story came up? I don't think I was. Yeah. So she showed up oh. and then they asked her to leave. And I think she was she was like really Hysterical. emotional about about leaving and about um, just about her son getting married. And she would not leave them alone. Like that is the son's responsibility. Like he, he has to be the one. And I feel like you just have to sit down with, if you're, you know, married to a man who's really close with his mom, you have to say like, okay, but she can't like, these are my boundaries. She can't show up at our house. She can't Mm -hmm. intrude on this. She can't do this. And if he is not willing, like if he's not willing to set any boundaries with his mother for his wife or his girlfriend, that's a, that's a, that's a a lifelong, that's a big, big, big red flag for me. Like when people are willing to choose their moms over their relationship, it's no good. No good for me. No. Yeah. My mom is unhealthily obsessed with my brother. Like we always talk about that. Like she gave me a birthday card one time and was like, that had like a sad puppy face on it. And she was like, you know, because you always used to do sad puppy face to me. I go, I never did that. She goes, oh, yeah, that was Spencer. Oh, my God. He made the <laughs> cutest sad puppy face when he wanted something. And I was like, well, I'm not getting an apology here. Like, you're like, it's like not, it's like, that's always our joke all yeah. the time. And like, she and I live together, but it's like fucking Spencer. Spencer, Spencer. Yeah. So I, I tease my mom about that because I'm like, I know, like, I'm the daughter. I'm the only girl. Like, so we, our bond is whatever. But like, I'm always like, you like Taylor a little bit more than you. Oh, like. There's so many siblings in your family. There's, there's well, one. There, and they're all clearly... boys. And my mom loves her boys. And I'm so glad that What she age does. range is Taylor? Taylor is... I, I always middle? say, no, yeah, he's the middle. And he's, I always say that he's my mom's favorite because he is, the middle's if you're listening, the middle's always the favorite. And he, like, he's really aware of her. He always calls and checks in. Like, the other boys, like, don't remember. It's, yeah. it's, it's like Taylor's, <laughs> like, I'm like, I FaceTime you every morning, even on vacation. Yeah. No. You know, but anyway, no, she I digress. All about Taylor. Um, well, and then we were talking about this with my girlfriend, Alana, the other day because she has a daughter and... I can't remember how this came up, but I, like, was at dinner with a bunch of girls and somehow, like, the mom dating the, like, I think someone's dating a guy who's, like, mom was overbearing or something. And Alana, who is a daughter, she's like, listen, I've always said this, like, when my children go into the world, like, they need to go into the world and it is not my, like, she needs to be her own person outside of me. And that's how, and I said, I totally agree with Carmela. I want her to be her own person Outside of me, that is my goal for her. Like, I don't even have, like, a college fund because I'm, like, she's going to Italy for college and it'll be free for her. Like, yeah. we got to get her out of here. Right. Ask me when I have a son. <laughs> I hold my daughter and my every fiber of my being is, like, she looks like me and she looks like my – like, she's – I made her out of love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like she smiled. Like, I cannot believe that I have – and she's perfect. She's funny and whatever. And I look at her and I'm, like, you're fucked when you have a brother. Yeah. <laughs> Because you think you're. I be- love you so much, and I, I. But I want a little boy. So I like. But it's also because like I don't have a dad. Yeah. And Davide really wanted a girl because he doesn't have a mom. Mm-hmm. And like, and then also like, I Davide and I have this weird fan. Like we're always like, I wish I met you when you were little. Mm-hmm. Like I wish Davide was like a child I could take care of. Like yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. much I love him. Yeah. So thinking about having like his son mm-hmm. and like 
him even looking kind of like my dad, like these two men that yeah, I'm so obsessed so with. Sweet. And then like he's and then he's here, like, and then yeah. a girl comes over. <laughs> ah! I know. It it's it's it irks me. Well, and I But I'm I, not showing up. Anyway, well, my mom's obsessed with my brother. My point was she gives him so much space. Yeah. She's nervous to ask him to come over because she wants him to have his weekends have space, with his yeah. wife and his kids. Well, and I feel like I see it because I'm the only girl in my family. Like my mom and I are just we're just each other's person. And so I see and she takes such good care of her my brothers, her boys. She loves them so much. And I get it. Like so when people message me and they're like, my mother-in-law is overbearing. She's just like obsessed with my husband. I'm like, I've, I've seen it from this mm-hmm. side where like, I've seen my mom be like, so, you know, attentive and in love with her boys. And I'm like, and I get it. And I know where it's coming from. But then, you know, when I hear it from other people, I'm like, tell your mother-in-law not to come over. And then I'm like, <laughs> but then I think about somebody telling my mom, yeah, like one of your sister-in-laws not to come over. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So I mean, I it's, there's definitely a balance there. But there has to be boundaries. You just can't, just don't show up on wedding night. Maybe it can't negatively yeah. affect your marriage. Yes. Like as long as like I, I, yeah, but the mother son bond, it's really special. I, it really is. It's just when it crosses over into that, like when the mom like kind of is wishing that she was dating the son, it like they get, yeah, that's I, so gross. you know, I've seen that. Yeah. I've, this is the thing that I was talking about. It's like, it's like studied. It's like emotional know, incest. Like they get jealous of their son's wives. Like, yeah. I don't feel that from my mom. Like my mom has never, ever ever crossed any boundaries that I'm like, do you wish you were married to Taylor? <laughs> like I've never once thought that because she's normal and she has boundaries, but I've seen it with my friends and their husbands. Yeah. Like their moms like really do have a crush on their son. Yeah, like, and they, too. and they're like, they're too touchy. And there's like, there's oh, yeah. weird boundaries that are crossed that are not okay. I would say the boundary should be making sure that it's not negatively negatively affecting your relationship, but also that you are making sure that if, God forbid, something were to happen to your mother-in-law, you wouldn't regret not spending enough time with her. Absolutely. I would say that's like the And I I always say this in my in-law episodes. I think that mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law just like – you you guys both love the same person. Yes. You you can find some common ground to make the relationship yeah. okay. And I get there are exten, extenuating is that the word circumstances yeah. where like boundaries have to be set and it's not an okay relationship. Yeah. But like you you can make this work because you both love a person and you can you can open your heart to another person in their life. Absolutely. You know. But yeah, showing up on the wedding night, uh, fucking nuts. Not good. Not good um, with that. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Should we do another? Should we just should we just keep going? We'll do another one. We'll do part two. We'll do, we no. should definitely do. We should definitely definitely do another relationship episode. Oh my gosh, you would die at my relationship. Oh, like uh, yeah, I want to do one with your yours and you on mine too. We should do that. We should. We should do a Valentine's episode. Ooh, okay. Put Nick, on the calendar. Nick. The calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? So I'm on the, I'm on the Instagram is what mm-hmm. I was just about to say. Uh, just the bad broadcast and my episodes come out Mondays and um, I am on t- I am trying to do better on TikTok because yeah, I'm trying to do better and I'm just bad broad on TikTok. So what a my- good name. I know. It's like the only thing that like when I first branded the bad broadcast, I like look back at old branding and I'm like, it's so ugly, but I do still like the name. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> the name. The name I like. So that's right, where well, I am. Thank you. Of course. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. 
But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.